The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. Nothing beats a weekend away with the family in the great outdoors, whether it's camping, hiking, river rafting, or anything in between. With third-row seating, nobody is left out. The entire family can experience the thrill together, and nobody wants a dead phone. Available dual wireless charging pads make it so nobody gets stuck, and we can check our fantasy baseball teams together. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Party people! What is good? We're both laughing because Brooksy is making jokes before we started this podcast. It's Sorry. Sunday, March 7th. Danny Vietti. Will Middlebrooks, the World Series champ. Yeah, it's Sunday, not a Wednesday, not a hump day. They what are we talking about here today? You, you like the shirt? We talk enough Red Sox as is. Well, you know what? My buddy Tommy McLaughlin, head clubby of the Sox, he, uh, he likes to hook it up for me because he's my boy. And we were close when I was over there. And I was just, we were texting, and he was like, I'm going to send you a care package. And I'm thinking, sweet, dude, I need a new shirt. Like, give me a new workout shirt. It's pretty cool. You can see the boys wearing this on TV. No big deal. But uh, package shows up like seven sweatshirt. I'm talking massive shipment. I had like at least 10 shirts, four sweatshirts, uh, visors. You just throw random stuff in there. I don't even wear visors. I gave it so to my wife. You don't wear half of it. And, and guess how much, guess how much Danny received of Will's package. Zero. Excuse me. Never um, even an offer. Didn't even get like a hey, Danny, you want this sweatshirt that I'm not gonna number wear? one. You're six six. I'm six three. We wait we weigh the same. Thing. True. Do you wear an extra large? Yes. All right. Same your address. I'll take care of you. Okay. I'm gonna hold you to it. All right. Deal. We'll be talking plenty of Red Sox. We'll be talking plenty of Red Sox. We got American League East predictions preview show today. We're gonna have Michael Waka, Brooksy's homegrown buddy from back That's in high right. school pitching That's for the right. Braves. Texarkana, Texas. We grew up uh, playing against each other in high school, Little League. He was two years younger than me, but um, I, after I graduated my senior high school, American Legion Baseball, I played on the played on the same team from my sophomore year, junior year, senior year. Uh, so Walk and I played together my senior year of high school. It was after his sophomore year of high school. Guy was just like six four, hundred and seventy pounds soaking wet, just Chris flipping eighty two mile per hour six seamers up there. <laughs> Good dude though, he could pitch. He could throw multiple pitches for strikes. I mean, most people couldn't do that in high school, and then all of a sudden, I look up, he's at Texas A and M throwing a million. So when we bring Walk on, I'm going to ask you this right now before we even get into get into it. So he played against you guys in the 2013 World Series, obviously. Yeah. With the you know the infamous trip on Alan Craig. Can we please ask him about the trip? Yeah, I'll ask him. I might even. I have the cleats in here. I have to dig them out. I have the cleats I was wearing in that game. With Alan Craig's blood all over him still, <laughs> from that dirty play of mine. <laughs> 
Uh, let's human. move on. Let's talk about the AL East. You're a bad human. You're just a bad human being. <clears throat> sorry, I'm sorry. All right, let's get into the AL East, and we'll bring Waka back on later. But American League East, who do you first of all? Who do you have winning this division I mean, here in 2021? Well, that's a tough one. Uh, let me check my notes here, Dan. Yankees. I got the Yankees. I even I even predicted records. All right. You. I went 96 and 66 for the New York Yankees. I'd give them over 100, but I'm not that sold on their rotation yet. Mm-hmm. You know what we're going to get from Cole. He's going to be a stud. Right now, their number two is Corey Kluber. He got 11 mil, and he's thrown 28 and a third in two seasons. That's an issue. He could be great. He could be terrible. We don't know. But either way, he got paid. Good for him. Uh, number three, Jamison Tyone. Love the guy. We had him on the show. Great human being. Still don't know what we're going to get there. Uh, he's coming back from his second Tommy John. Um, yeah. Brand new elbow, basically. So, I mean, his his videos he's posted, uh, what we've seen in spring training so far, he looks he looks good. Jordan Montgomery, Garcia, Herman. The uh, wild card for me is Luis Severino. Right. When do we see him back? Because we've talked about this before. Severino has. I face Cole. I face Severino. They Severino's stuff when he's on is just as good as Garrett Cole's. Mm-hmm. Heard it here. Promise you that. Nasty. That's not even a hot take, honestly. No, That's- it's not. It's lukewarm. Lukewarm tape. Anybody who's faced both of them fully, fully understands where I'm coming from. So when they get him back, what kind of shape he's in uh, as far as what, how many starts are going to get out of him, how many innings are going to get out of him. Is the velo there? Is the bite, you know, the spin rate? Is all that there? Uh, TBD. We don't know. Yeah. So uh, he's a wild card for me because the their offense is good enough to pick up a average rotation, which right now I think it's an, uh, um, an average rotation. Tell me if I'm wrong. There's just uh, maybe a little above average, uh, <laughs> just because the upside is there. But yeah, I feel like the floor is also very low. The floor is you have four guys injured, and then you have to bring four minor leaguer guys minor leaguers up to I like Clark Smith I'm not gonna lie no I do Debbie Garcia is great too he could be awesome but they don't have the experience and when you're a team trying to compete for a championship there's a lot of question marks not to mention it's kind of a world series or bust like that feel in New York which is normal in that market Aaron Boone's done after this year if they don't win the world series in my if they don't win the world series yeah they could get that's tough because they don't have good they don't have a uh the the rotation that I mean, they're rotating. I mean, in the division, their rotation's fine. But once you get to the playoffs, like, how are you going to match up against the White Sox? Like, look at their their rotation's way better. Way better. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe one of the best rotations in baseball in, in the in the American League. So I, I don't know, man. I don't know their other offense if healthy. <laughs> one through nine, dude, they can bop you quick for a five spot. We say that every year, though. And then Judge misses 100 games. And I think Judge. I think Judge. I think he's different this year. I really think he stays healthy, and I think he puts up like MVP numbers. I really. I'm just feel it. Am if I you good? ripped that Red Sox shirt off that you're wearing right now, is it going to be like a Yankees like Superman no, no, shirt? No, 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 bro. They drafted me. They yeah. gave me a oh. chance. 
So no, if I if I rip this off, you just see dad bod and chest hair. <laughs> well, you're hyping, which go hand in hand. <laughs> you're hyping up the pinstripes right now, brother. I got them right here. Old Mariano, he's in the book. Jeter, <laughs> the best to do it. You know, classic Jeter. Two right, will. You got the Not Yankees. You got the Yankees winning the, the division. The division? Yeah. I got them win the division by nine, ten games. Over no, who? no, 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 no. That's not what I have. Nine, yeah, nine games. Nine games. Sorry. I had to, had to check my uh my, my notes. Um I I actually got Tampa Bay coming in second. Okay. Now I know you don't, correct? No, I don't. I so run down yours and I'll run down mine. Okay, I'm gonna go Yankees. I originally had Toronto in second, and I and I did a lot of research. I've been looking at guys. I've been watching the past few days. And I think the deal breaker to put Tampa in second was their bullpen still being together from last year. And we know how important and how on such a pedestal that that bullpen is on in Tampa Bay. But that three-headed monster of Fairbanks, Anderson, Diego Castillo, they're all listed as closers and they're all used as seventh, eighth, ninth, and they're like interchangeable, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, can they throw every day? No, they might try, but this isn't a 60 game season. So I'm going to be interested to see how they hold together how, uh, they, if they get hurt because they, we know Tampa Bay doesn't like to run their starters out there for the third time around the li- uh, lineup. It's not that so, they don't like to, they refuse to. Right. The bullpen's going to get tired, dude. Yeah. 160. I got 102 more games than they played last year. That's a good point, though, because the 60-game season sets up for a team like the Rays so much better than other squads. Bingo, dude. Bingo. Good point. Because that, run, that like analytical mindset that they had, yeah. it was perfect for last year. Mm-hmm. Perfect. That's why they ran away with it uh, last year. Because they could just go to the bullpen as much as they wanted and just play those matchups. Bringing the guys to 100 was super sync, and they could do it every day and be fine. Mm-hmm. But when you have to play 100 more games than you played last year, that's going to be a problem, and you're going to have to rely on Rich Hill, Archer, Michael Walker, who we're going to hear from in a, in a little bit, Tyler Glass now to give you 190 innings probably. This is going to be interesting, and that's why – I a lot of people probably have them finishing third in the division, but I don't think the Blue Jays have the pitching. They have the offense. I think their offense is going to be. I think Vlad breaks out. He he dropped all that weight. I think that's a shows me he's super focused and ready to go. Drop that weight. That's going to help him stay healthy. Number one, especially playing on that turf. That it's a little different now because it's not a turf infield anymore. It used to be turf infield and just dirt around the bases. Now they have the dirt infield, so it's not as much of a strain on your joints but that turf would wear you out it's a good place to hit rogers dude i'm wanted for murder in toronto (laughs) murder i almost had a four homer game there bro really i had a three homer game there get uh who was pitching ra dickey started so his 86 mile per hour is like right into my loop (laughs) so you just love knuckleballs uh i I, he was tipping his heater. I, I got to be honest here. He was uh, he was tipping his heater. He was doing a thing with his glove. He would like tip it and then throw his heater and then like he wouldn't move it and he'd throw a knuckleball. I got a double. So I was four for five, three homers and a double. Did he ever fix it? Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Okay. He did. He did. I mean, it was 
obvious. But he had just started doing it. And the year before, he won a Cy Young. My bad. <laughs> just tasting myself for all listeners. Um, <laughs> dude, I went like my first at bat. He went like heater middle away, and I shot him like to right, dead right field, line drive, pew, homer. I'm like, ooh, okay, I'm feeling myself. <laughs> next, uh, next at bat, uh, knuckler. I think I had two strikes on me, and I like yanked it down the line for a double, hustle double, like rounded second real hard. Uh, Milky Cabrera's and left like, dude, get back to second base. You're not going three. You're slow. Um, next at bat, he comes set. Oh, here comes a heater, buddy. And it was like a hitter's count anyways. And I leg kicked him. This was before I had a leg kick. And I was like, I'm leg kicking, whatever. I'm about to hit this to the moon. And my, if the roof, the roof was open. I don't remember if it was open or not. If it was open, this ball might've left and hit the space needle. Nope. That's wrong city. That's uh Seattle. That's right? Seattle. Yeah. Well, there's a okay. Oh, uh, what's the big thing? And there's a thing right outside of uh, the Rogers Center. It might be called the Space Needle too. Honestly, I don't remember what it's called, but they have a big. It's thing. called. The, it's also called the Toronto Space Needle. Okay, my bad. I had it right. But you uh, you meant Seattle though, because you hit it so far. It was actually headed towards Seattle, correct? It went. So if you look in center field, the second deck up there, there's a big Budweiser sign. Right. It landed like right next to that, and I you can watch the video. I started to pimp it. And I was like, I won the Cy Young last year. I set the bat down and just ran. <laughs> I started. I started to watch it because I was like, I nutted that ball. Like I got <laughs> on the screws. Like that's my best bolt, and I knew it. And it, I mean, it's like I said, it was eighty-seven down the pipe. Right. And uh, I started to pimp it. This was before pimping homers was cool. It was like, oh, it's your second year in the big leagues. Run the bases, or I'm going to hit you in the neck. So my bat down, ran. Dave Bush, who's now the Red Sox pitching coach, came in, threw me a first pitch bender, thought I'd take it, <laughs> took him to the, to the street too. Um, then my last at bat, I don't remember who was pitching, but I got a first pitch breaking ball again. And it's just kind of backed up and got in on me a little bit. And Melky caught it on the wall in, in left center. I think they turned the air conditioner off <laughs> and it like died. Um, so the only reason you hit those first three was because the air conditioner was on. No, 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 bro. They weren't even close. Right, right. They were all take it back. The third one was a scraper. Third one was a scraper, but the second one went no, no less than 575 feet. <laughs> all right. I'm done talking about myself. You sure? Uh, for now. So that whole story was to make the case that the Toronto Blue Jays are going to finish third. Well, I was saying your, you, you brought it up because you said it was a great place to hit and you just you you struck a nerve and I was like, whew, I used to be cool. And now I'm a dad. And which is cool. Nothing wrong being a dad, but I used to be a big leaguer. So dude, thanks for reminding me. The way the big league the dads are hitting out, dude, Trout raked last year after becoming a dad. Um, okay, Trout's out of the conversation. All right. He raked when he wasn't a dad. He was He's going to rake regardless. PK hit a couple homers earlier this spring training. He went to dead center. He saw that. He was like, dead strength puppy. There you go. So, like, maybe your comeback season's like, yet to come. Just because you uh, the metal that's keeping my foot attached to my leg begs to differ. Maybe. All right. Maybe. All right. Let me tell you why the Blue Jays are going to finish second above the Rays. They're lying. Please. They're lying. I know pitching line, and, and not to mention, the Rays were a team. They lost their two best starters with Charlie Morton going to Atlanta, and then they sent Blake Snell over to San Diego. 
He's only good for five and a third anyways. Yeah, totally. After that, third time, of course. But Rich Hill, like, solid signing, but, like, the dude's 40 years old. And yeah. he hasn't really pitched really an, enough innings in two, three – since he was with Los Angeles. He really hasn't pitched enough innings. So you're relying on – after Glasnow – by the way, Glasnow has yet to really prove himself. I mean, I know he had that one really, really good stint when he got traded over to Tampa and he had, like, a sub-two ERA. But since then, he's had injuries, and then he's gotten blasted in the postseason, too. His ERA in the postseason is above four. Okay. Yeah, I almost was wondering if he was tipping pitches in the in the postseason because people were all over his 100 and then on his breaking ball. I was a right. little – I was I was watching him close and, like, slowing him down on video and trying to find if he was tipping. I couldn't find it, but that's from the back view. I don't know if there's something from the plate maybe because right. there's no way as a hitter you're on both of those pitches. Probably not. Not with not with Probably the not. I'm telling you right now, you're not. And then after him, you have Chris Archer, who hasn't logged a lot of innings in a while. Not quality innings, that's for sure. He was pretty terrible in Pittsburgh. And I actually really like where he's should, you know, he's he was going pitching hurt too, dude. I mean, he got he's, no, he's got good stuff. And I think going back to Tampa Bay, the familiar grounds is really gonna help him. But that's kind of my for point. Sure. We're saying, well, he could be fine. Well, well, Rich Hill hasn't pitched a lot of innings, but he could be fine. Like, there's a lot of coulds with Tampa Bay's rotation, and I know there's a lot of question marks in this entire division. It is, yeah, and, and I'm not saying Toronto's rotation is that much better. That um, you know they got question marks too, but I think I would much rather rely on a guy like Yenjin than you, who has had recent success and has shown that he's capable of pitching close to 200 innings yeah. in recent years. And then Fair. Robbie Robbie Ray's. Who knows what you're going to get out of him? I mean, he could get really good Robbie Ray. He could get really bad Robbie Ray. Yeah, that, that, that Tanner Roark. A ton is, of high ceilings, low floor guys, you know. Tanner Roark. If is you hit on him, then great. Tanner Roark, super steady. Steven Matz, you don't really know. And Ross Stripling, super steady. So I'm counting three steady Eddies in the Blue yeah. Jays rotation. With Tampa Bay, it's not so much steady Eddie. It's, I don't know. Louis Patino, by the way, absolute stud. Who they got in the trade for Blake Snell. He could be really, really good. But again, yeah. another could. Uh, he's too young to really know what he's going to be yet. Do we agree that Boston's finishing fourth? Yeah, Boston's finishing fourth. But they're going to be competitive. I think they are too, honestly. I I mean, I have them right at 500, um, which is like I had them, let's see. I had them four games back of Toronto. Okay. By the way. And like but- five games back of before you continue with Boston, just to give people an idea of you know the, the betting fans too, the over-unders for win totals this year, let me go through it real quick on the American League East. Yankees were at 97, and that's their over-under. I got them just under, just because of their rotation. And the Tampa Bay Rays are at 86. I got them at 87. No, yeah, 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 87. I got them at 87. Over. Blue Jays, the Blue Jays are also at 86. I got them at 85. I got them just under. The Red Sox are at 79 and a half wins. Over. I got them at 81. And the Orioles, well. I'm not even sure. <laughs> but I'm going to go under. <laughs> 63 and a half on the Baltimore Orioles. 63 and a half? 63 and a half. That's, you're winning one out of three games. I got to go under because I want them to lose 100. <laughs> I don't want them to, but if you're going to get that close, just do it. Dude, the win for Baltimore this year is going to be Adley Rushman comes up and is a stud. Like, that's great. If Adley Rushman, like, if you win 60 games this year and then Adley comes up and struggles, like, Rush. And I want Trey Mancini to go off. Yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah. Because it's right. like, you're right. dude, what he's been through. Yeah. Like, same thing with Tyone. Uh, Tyone, uh, like, he beat cancer, too. 
that's real life stuff that creeps into the fantasy world of baseball. Yeah. Baseball is like this fantasy world where, you know, you play for as long as you can and then bam, back in real life, you know, it's like, Dude, that's kind of a problem with front offices in baseball too. I know this is getting into kind of another conversation, but a lot of times front offices, they think the players, that's just a number. They think of them as this guy provides 3.2 war on an average. Of course. They don't think of them as people sometimes. And I think that's. Oh, you great. get a war, you have a, and then a dollar sign. Yeah. Makes your name. It's a business, dude. You're a chess piece. Like that's all it is. Yeah. Sucks, so but. Um, you have the Red Sox board. What was that? Yeah, the Red Sox and Ford. As do I. I do, but I'm intrigued by them. Yeah. Like I'm still like another team with a ton of question marks, right? So Alex Cora is back. They love Alex Cora there. They do love Alex Cora. Uh, I think he's a really good manager. Um, did he screw up? Yeah, he screwed up, and he paid the fine. He paid the the price. He sat out a year, and now he's back. So that's for another conversation. But I like the signs, Kike. Kiki Hernandez, and I, you know, I like this term, Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Plug him in anywhere. He's good. Marwin Gonzalez, another Swiss Army knife. Plug him in wherever Kike isn't. These are two guys that you can just plug in one through nine in the lineup. Um, anywhere, any outfield position, any infield position, and they're going to be serviceable. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's a, that's a plus because it gives you flexibility. Now the new look outfield, Cordero, Verdugo, Renfro, is there going to be enough offensive production there? I know Jackie Bradley was a 240 career hitter, but he's a gold glove defender. Right. One of the best uh, center fielders to ever put on Red Sox uniform. Um, They're going to plug and play. They're going to stick Marwin out there when they need to. They're going to stick Kike out in the outfield when they need to. So if Hunter Renfro, if there's a righty on the mound, Hunter Renfro. Yeah, but like, I think their offense is going to be fine. I think Xander Bogarts plays at MVP type level this year. He's going to need to if they want to be competitive. They're going to hit. Now, can they prevent runs? Yeah. What what are you going to get from Chris Sale? Are you going to get more than 10 starts? We had Peter Abraham, uh, beat writer for the Boston Globe on the show uh, a week or two ago, two weeks ago. It was our last show, wasn't it? I can't even remember anymore. It's a week and a half ago, yeah. A week and a half. And he's saying if you get 10 starts out of Sale, they're going to be happy with that. But their rotation, Evaldi, Richards, who led the league in spin rate, I know you like that. Uh, Eddie Rodriguez, Eduardo Rodriguez, who sat out last year, he got COVID and he had some heart conditions post post uh, COVID. Mart- Martin Perez, Nick Pavetta, eventually sale. Hopefully, you get at least ten starts at him. Uh, but the lineup: Kike, Verdugo, Bo- Bogart, J.D. Martinez, Rafael Devers, Renfro, Christian Vasquez, Bobby Dahlback. If I had a dollar for every time you said Bobby Dahlback, I'd be the happiest. Breaks. He's played in what three or four spring training games. And he has three dongs. He's good, dude. He rakes. And he you watch that swing path, that plays any stadium. He's stupid strong, dude. He's got touch power, touch pop, is what I call. We were texting the other day, and I said, dude, you're you're making me look like a genius because I told said you were gonna be a breakout player this year. All that to finish in fourth. It's too bad. He's still building his career i mean you're getting at bats and you're getting experience and you're going to be on this team for a few years until you get too expensive and they trade you to the dodgers (laughs) (laughs) 
hey, on the hey, on that in that same breath, Red, Boston fans, close your ears. In the last 13 months, Boston fans have waved, waved goodbye to Mookie, Desmond Pedroia, Jackie Bradley Jr., David Price, Andrew Benintendi, Mitch Moreland, Brock Holt, and then switch sports, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, switch sports one more time, Gordon Hayward, and I have to include him on this list because he's like one of my favorite players, Enos Cantor as well. Like those are some big name dudes that Boston has just been like. See ya. It's been it's been rough, but at the same time, since two thousand four, they've had somebody win a championship almost every year. Dude, they've been spoiled. Absolutely. So I don't really want to hear it. Yeah. They've had it pretty lucky. But okay, so in the same breath of Bobby Dahlback, there's a pitcher, uh, Tanner Houck. I don't know if you've heard of him. He came up. He had a. He's a big righty. Came up last year. Had three starts. Did really well. But he was just fastball slider. And as a starter, it's not going to cut it in the big leagues. Once guys get a book on you, you know, they didn't really know what to expect. There wasn't any video probably. They had some AAA video. Mm-hmm. So he's developing a splitter. Uh, so that makes me think like he's probably going to start in AAA and develop that a little more. Mm-hmm. But he's supposed to be like the real deal too. So I keep a uh, look for him. But I mean, realistic expectation for the Boston Red Sox this year. If everything goes right, they can be very competitive. But mm-hmm. that's guys having career years. That's Chris Sale coming back and being himself, which I'm worried about because of his arm slot. Uh, he throws across his body. It's a lot of stress on that elbow. I don't know how he comes back. Uh, hopefully, he's just fine. But J.D. Martinez is going to have a bounce back year, I think. There's, He's too good of a hitter to do what he did last year. Um, but there's a big question mark in the bullpen. Matt Barnes, Adam Adovino. Had some control issues. Trade time. pieces. Yeah. Um, if yeah, if they're not in the mix, then Adovino's for sure gone. Yeah. Uh, but both of those guys have the capability of being back end um, shutdown guys. Mm-hmm. Barnsey will probably be the setup guy, and then Adovino's most likely going to be the closer. That wipeout slider. Uh, if those guys are on, yeah, great. They got a Brazier as well, and I just don't know. I don't know if they can prevent enough runs. And their offense is going to score runs. I think they're going to lose a lot of games, eight to five, eight to six. Mm-hmm. But um, if everything goes right, they're going to be really competitive. But in 162, you're going to have injuries. Uh, they're still kind of working on that depth in the in the minor leagues, building up that system that Dombrowski burnt to the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and Anheim Bloom's doing a good job doing that. Um, I think they're headed in the right right direction. I just think they're two years probably away. You want to play a game? What is this, Saw? Okay. We talked about the Yankees, Blue Jays, Rays, and Red Sox. Let's play a game with the Orioles. because I, I know play. nothing about the Orioles. But no, 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 no. Let's play a game. Okay. Have you ever been to Camden Yards? No, I have not. Okay, let's got to go. So it's a great, great. I would love All right, carry on. Can you name five Baltimore Orioles in one minute? Is Hanser Alberto still on the team? Time is on the clock. Time's running. Is Hanser on the team? Chris Davis. Hanser, Mancini. Hanser is an, a free agent, by the way. Uh, Thomas. Uh, Tom. Uh, what? You have two right now. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. Oh. <laughs> You got you got like thirty five seconds. Chris Davis, three. Thomas Eshelman. Are you making up names? No, he's a pitcher. He was with the Phillies, now he's with the Orioles. 
You don't even know, and you want to play the game? He just named a trip the guy in AAA. I have my roster. He pitched in the big leagues. You're at four. You need one more. You have 15 seconds. Name one more Baltimore. AJ Warriors. Hardy, Adam Jones, uh, Brooks Robinson. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I don't care. Fair enough. You lost. I know. I stopped at four on purpose. Yeah. Pat Baleka, Anthony Santander, Austin Hayes, Ryan Mountcastle. He was actually pretty decent last year. You know why I blanked? You know why I blanked Baltimore out of my mind? Because that was the last team I ever played against. And one of those dudes came up and hit a jam shot to left field. I went out to catch the blooper and broke my leg in 47 places. So I don't even believe that the Orioles are a real team anymore. So you have a grudge against Freddie Galvis and the Baltimore Orioles for that. Freddie Galvis is on their team? He signed with them this offseason. I didn't Gilmer know that. Sanchez. Freddie Galvis is a good player, dude. Gilmer Sanchez, the gold glover, two years ago. He's with Paul. From the White Sox? Yeah. <laughs> I like him, too. Yeah. All right. Sneaky, sneaky Baltimore. You got him over. They finished fourth. I'm just hey, kidding. You got him over 63 and a half wins. Now I talked to you a bit. Yeah, I got him over. You got you talked me into it. <laughs> dude, I love Freddie Galvis. He plays hard. Like he plays so hard, he plays the game the right way. I really like him, uh, but that's all I'm saying about the Baltimore Orioles. They don't deserve it. Fine, it's time to time to talk some more Rays baseball. Michael Walker coming up next. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to buy now. Back here with Michael Waka, one of the newest faces of the Tampa Bay Rays, going to be entering his ninth season, Major League Baseball. I mean, NLCS MVP as a rookie. Uh, I mean, your resume speaks for itself, and I'm excited for you because you look pretty good in your first start. Um, let me ask you, you felt pretty good to get back out there and, you know, normal spring training-ish. Uh, kind of nice to get back on the mound and with the new squad. Yeah, it, it definitely was nice to get back out there. Um, you know, it's always nice getting out there and facing uh, some new guys and a, a different team than, you know, the live VPs against your own guys on the backfield. So it's good to get a little little, uh, little game action, get the competition and the juices flowing. And uh, no, I was happy with, with how everything was feeling, man. Uh, the arm was feeling good. The body was feeling good. And the ball was coming out nice. And so... It was a it was a good first start and a good one to you know just keep building off of and uh, you know looking forward to where it goes this spring. I'm I'm guilty of this and I think a lot of the baseball world is guilty of this. Is they're kind of counting out the Rays this year. Um, you know they lost obviously Snell, Morton. You know they didn't make a huge splash, which Tampa never does. Obviously, that's just kind of what they're known for. Um, 
But I mean, the base of the offense is still there. Uh, one of the bases is Randy Rosarena. What do you got on that guy? Is he is he as fun as he seems? I I know Brett Phillips, so I'm not even going to ask you oh, about no. Brett Phillips. So, what do you got on Randy? I'm I'm, I'm super interested to hear about what he's like as a teammate. Oh, Randy is uh wow, what a player he is, man. He is an exciting dude. Um, so I got a chance to play with him a little bit in St. Louis. That's right. Um, in 2019, so I knew him a little bit there, and then. Um, you know, he gets traded over here to Tampa and then I signed here with Tampa. So we're reuniting a little bit, but, you know, I just remember hearing about him in the minor leagues over there, uh, with the Cardinal organization about how this dude's just tearing it up. And so we saw a little glimpse of that in 2019, but his burst out season last year was, was amazing, man. He's a exciting dude, a lot of fun in the clubhouse. He, he likes to have a good time. He's always smiling. I don't think he's ever had a bad day. So he's a he's a great guy to be around. Great clubhouse guy to have in there as well. I'm looking forward to what he's going to be doing this year for sure. Yeah. Let me ask you this because I think a lot of people are confused at how Tampa Bay is exactly run. And there's not a whole lot of like we'll mention. They're a you know low market, small market team. Who, who would you consider like? I know it's early, but who's like the leader of that clubhouse? Um, because obviously you had Charlie Morton leave. Um, Blake Snell yeah. just left. A couple of those veteran guys have left. And again, I know it's early. I'm just kind of curious who's kind of leading those, uh, leading those talks. Yeah, we, uh, our center fielder, Kevin Kiermaier, he's been there for a yeah. little while now. And so he's, I've, I've noticed he's really kind of got a good hold of the clubhouse and, you know, seems like great relationship with everybody. And so, I mean, he's shooting us the texts on, um, you know, things about, what we need to be expecting, you know, this season and, you know, just updates and stuff about scheduling and stuff. But, you know, I'd say, uh, you know, he's, he's definitely one of the leaders on this team for sure. But like you said, yeah, there's not a lot of, you know, high profile guys out there, but it seems like the Rays are always in it each, each year, these past, uh, you know, few years. And, uh, you know, it just seems like they just keep getting the job done. And yeah, good, so let's give that leadership go role. ahead, Danny. What it's good to know they give that leadership role to the most beautiful human in Major League Baseball. Kevin, <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong. Like, he's got the blue eyes, and look, I'm very happily engaged, but he's a beautiful man, it's just a beautiful dude. <laughs> Are you done? I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll have to pass the word on to him. <laughs> so, so talking about you being in Tampa, and then obviously you're in New York last year, but you came up and, and got to the big leagues and spent a lot of time in St. Louis, which was really known for just kind of being old school baseball. And then now you're in Tampa, which is known as like the analytical Mecca of baseball. Um, Danny can probably dig into this more after this, but can you just talk a little bit on the difference in playing in St. Louis when it comes to analytics and the metrics and how they coach you up on those things and how much they include you in the analytical yeah. discussions? Uh, just compared to Tampa Bay or St. Louis compared to Tampa yeah. Bay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a different game now. I mean, I think that's probably one of the biggest differences from whenever I first came in the league to right now is the analytics in the game. I mean, it's just every team's gotten a hold of it. But with my career in St. Louis, I was not introduced to it very much. Um, you know, we would throw a, a bullpen in front of a rap soto, maybe – once a month, maybe, um, towards the end of my, uh, time there. And so I, I really didn't have a good grasp on it until this past, uh, year with the Mets, I signed a one year deal with them and 
Jeremy Hefner over there was really good with, you know, just the understanding the all the lingo, understanding what the numbers and everything is. Like he's been doing it for a few years now. And so he was really good at communicating that stuff to me who, you know, had a hard time understanding that stuff uh, and still still having a hard time with it uh, with some stuff. But I'm getting a hold of it. And I've noticed these guys down here with the race, they uh, they've been doing it for a while and they are on top of their stuff, man. Um, Kyle Snyder, the pitching coach, he's he's one of the most unbelievable dudes I've already met, man. He is. I'm, I'm just really looking forward to working with him and, uh, you know, just learning as much as I can over these uh, over this year for sure. And the elephant in the room with Tampa, too, is like last World Series, obviously, with the Blake Snell incident. Yeah. They're known for they don't want their starters to pitch past that second time through the order. How communicative are they with you guys, especially with when you were negotiating contracts and whatnot? Are they telling you guys like, look, this is what we believe in. Um, we're going to stick to it. Or is it kind of just play it by ear and then we'll see how it goes? No, they're they're very much up front with you. Um, that was one of the one of the things whenever Eric Neander called me and, you know, sh- started showing interest, he said he's not going to blow any smoke up yet. You know, he's going to be as honest as he can. And so, you know, that's something that you look forward and you you want that as a player. You know, you want that honesty and you want them to shoot you straight as much as you can. And so, um, you know, that was definitely one of the things with them on on why I signed there. But no, um, he uh, that that organization, they, they really do do the things right, you know. So uh, ch- changing gears a little bit, obviously, yeah, we talked about you being in St. Louis. Um, how big an influence, I know Wainwright, how important he was to you and, and shaping who you were as a pitcher and a, and a player. Uh, but I want to obviously want to hear about that, but then I want to hear about Yachty too, because Yachty's coming to an end of, I mean, I think he's the best defensive catcher to ever do it. Um, yeah. people may argue I, that's fine. I don't care, but, um, <laughs> I think he's a hall of famer. Um, I don't know. Just what was it like to throw to a guy like that and learn from a guy like Wayno? Yeah, those uh, those two guys were were the staples there in St. Louis, and so I, I remember my first like couple days there. I just tried to um, tried to meet those guys, and immediately started watching them. I just watched, you know, when they showed up to the field, what they did while they were at the field, um, how they carried themselves whenever they were away from the field. Just tried to tried to watch them as much as they could, and as we were talking earlier about leadership, those two were the one of some of the best leaders. Um, they had us ready to play, um, all the time, but Wayno, um, you know, just one of the most unbelievable human beings I've ever met. He, uh, I, I really enjoyed my time with him and, you know, pitching the same rotation with him over the years. I learned, learned a lot of stuff. A lot of my game is probably, uh, mimicked after him. Um, but he, uh, he's also one of the, probably the most talented human beings as well. He, uh, he's a good actor. He's a good singer, dancer. He's a comedian. He's, he's got all of it, but he, uh, he's a really good dude and touch on Yachty. I mean, he, like you said, I think he's the definitely one of the best, best defensive catchers to ever do it. He's got an absolute cannon. He can, as a pitcher and the running game, he absolutely shuts it down. You don't have to worry about holding runners, really, because he's going to throw them out no matter if you're 1-2 to the plate or 1-8 to the plate. He's still got you. So he's uh, 
he's unbelievable and he puts in the most work that I've ever seen. He's, he's the first one of the field, usually drenched in sweat by the time everyone else gets there and the last one to leave. He, uh, he, he's a really good dude and definitely one of the, one of the best catchers I've thrown to for sure. Did you ever shake him off? <laughs> uh, not until I was three years in. So get to arbitration, <laughs> bud. And yeah, get to arm before you know, <laughs> before you can start shaking the goat. Love it. When you were in New York, uh, New York last year, it was a weird season. Like it goes without saying with the pandemic, and there was all kinds of interruptions. But that being said, Will always describes it like this: the whole Mets gonna met. Is there any legitimacy, like culture wise? And they've had some changes now, obviously with new ownership. Right. Is there any legitimacy to? culture within the New York Mets with because I, I think it's kind of a myth but then there's the other aspect where they've had tons of talent they really just haven't quite put it together yet yeah um I I really did enjoy my time over there that clubhouse and that group of guys was oh man there were some really really good dudes over there and really talented players as well you know I felt like we definitely underperformed last year. We did not play as well as we could have. We should have won a lot more games. And I don't think anybody was really excited about how that season turned out because we definitely had higher expectations going into that season for sure. But with injuries and, you know, opt outs and just, you're just trying to, you know, different hop goes a different way a certain day and, you know, different things could happen. And so, you know, just uh, things just didn't go the way that we wanted to. There was, a lot of talk about ownership getting changed over uh, during the season and things like that, that can, you know, cause distractions for some people as well. So it was a, uh, it was definitely an interesting year, but uh, you know, you try to learn from it as much as you can. And I enjoyed my time over there, man. That's a good group of dudes. And um, you know, I didn't notice any of that, the Mets, uh, <laughs> the gone. Mets stuff yeah. that y'all talk. Hey, that's you know. Brooksy talking. That's not me. I, I don't, yeah, that's all Will. Yeah. Hey, all right. I got to get to the one important question I have. I only have one important question, Mike. Drag him. Um, do you think I actually tripped Alan Craig? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I yeah, dug. I 100%. dug off the cleats. Yeah. Oh my These are gosh. The cleats yeah. that I tripped man. Alan Craig with. Yeah. All right. No, that was a for sure trip, man. I saw you. Yeah. You like locked eyes to see where Craig was. And then you like leg whipped him. Yeah. Leg whipped him. (laughs) He was already hurting, man. He was already had a sore. I was trying to kick him while he was down, Mike. Yeah, man. Come on. Hey, I remember just seeing some memes about you and like just everywhere. The one about me uh, laying in front of your airplane so you couldn't leave because you guys were uh, delayed. Remember that? Thanks. Yeah. I was, yeah. That was a fun time though. Like our parents, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Fun times for you. Yeah. You got a ring. I don't. (laughs) I was saying fun time for our parents. They're they're driving up, following each other up from our hometown. If that's what people don't know who are listening to the show is Mike and I grew up in the same town. We went to rival high schools. I was two years older, but when he got to, when he, I faced him in high school, that was before you. I mean, you could pitch, but you just didn't throw very hard. You no, know, you were you no. were you hadn't hit that big growth spurt yet. You were still tall and skinny, but yeah. you were throwing like low low eighties probably when you were a sophomore. Yeah. Oh. When did the that, velo come? Like your yeah. senior year, you hit ninety probably, right? 
Yeah, maybe touch 90 my senior year, but yeah. probably sitting around 85, 86. But yeah, yeah. Not, I, I didn't really start throwing hard until I started putting on some weight and started eating and hitting the weight room in college. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I remember but looking yeah, up like, and seeing you pitching and I went 97. Like, <laughs> Waka? What? I knew he could pitch, yeah. but golly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, it's been hey, fun I to was, follow you. Hey, I was a little. Six four, hundred and seventy pounds, if that, in high school. So, no, it was a uh, no. I always remember, man. We were teammates on the Legion Legion Ball Club. And, ball after my senior uh, year. Just, yeah. yeah, it was just uh no. That was awesome for you know city of Texarkana, our parents, family, and uh, yeah, all those people sure. rallying around that World Series for sure. Yeah, that was a good time. Oh yeah, you guys are too cute. Um, I want to play a game. I want to, I want to keep the fun vibes going here. Um, we're going to play a little game here, Mike. It's called name that player. Some of them might be teammates. Some of them might not, but I want to describe them. You have to name what player this was. I tried to keep it as easy as possible. All right. More or less. All right. Number one, there's four of them. Number one, this player was selected one spot before you in the 2012 MLB draft. Was it uh, Stratton? I think he's one after you, actually. Oh, Stratton was after me. I want to say. I want to say. Eighteenth. I don't. So I don't even remember the eighteenth pick because I had a feeling or kind of knew that I was about to go nineteen. So I was already. I think I was blacked out already. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll give you a hint. Who has, was it? Yeah. All right. He has, yeah. he has a brother in the big leagues right now too. Oh, Seager. There you go. Corey Seager. Okay. Okay, y'all. Stratton was taken right after you. And then after Good that, actually Lucas Sims and Marcus Stroman right after that. So you – Yeah, Stroh's a little bit right. Yeah, that was a good draft. draft. I, had a, I had a teammate go 15th overall that year too. Tyler Naquin. Tyler Naquin, yeah. Dude, your college team. I've completely forgot he went yeah, there. Stripling went there. Mangden. Yeah. Did you play with Alex Wilson? Did not play with Willie. No. Oh, you missed him. No. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Danny. Continue. Can I go now? All right. Sorry. Are you done? All right. All right. Oh, for one. <laughs> Number two. All right. Who's your first career strikeout? First career. Oh, Alex Gordon. Bingo. Ding. Yeah. Was it a changeup? No. <laughs> That's the only winner. swing and miss I got. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. In 2013, you threw eight and two thirds, no hit innings against Washington. I hate to bring up this memory because I know it still eats at you. Who got the hit? Who got the hit that broke up the no hitter? And who were you pitching against? Uh, Zimmerman was the hitter, Ryan Zimmerman, and pitching against Gio Gonzalez. Yeah. So thanks for bringing up some bad memories there. I'm sorry, dude. Eighty-two players. No, no, no. Though it's still pretty impressive. I know. Yeah. Hey. But yeah, you're that close. It's like. Did you I remember watching that? After it? Oh. Still got some opportunity. So did you talk with Ryan at all after it? Uh, no, I've never talked to him about it. No, mm-hmm. he's with the same agency as me as well, and I still think that he's never ran a faster ninety than than that <laughs> hit right there, man. He was moving down the line. I've never seen infield hit. Yeah, so it it still stings a little bit, but it's all good. Yeah, it was. It was still a good outing. Thanks so. for picking that scab, Danny. Move on to the next one. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Number four, last one. All right. This one is more complimentary. Okay, you'll like me a little bit more after this one. 
Four rookies have won the LCS MVP in MLB history. You, Mike Bodeker in 1983, LeVon Hernandez, and there's one other player besides you three that has won that award as a rookie. Can you name that one player? And you do know who this person is. He's very familiar to you. And we've actually may have mentioned his name in this podcast. Really? really? Okay. NLCS rookie MVP. LCS. Yep. That was a rookie. Man. It's right under your nose. I know, right? Right I, there. I stumped, I stumped Brooksy with it earlier for yeah. like a little bit, but he eventually got it. He needed some hints. All right. He's the best dancer on your team. On our team? Oh, are you talking about Randy? Bingo. Bingo. Oh, okay. I thought you said NL. Oh, I'm sorry. LCS. LCS. Okay, LCS. Okay, okay. When Randy listens to this and he says, wow, how'd you get that question wrong? He'd be like, oh, I, I thought he said National League. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I won. The, it was a different trophy than I won. So. <laughs> All right. Well, no, no. Good, good questions. I went two for four, two for four, five. That's not bad. That's, that's a solid day at the plate. Solid. All right, man. Thanks for joining us. I know it's uh busy time for you you playing any golf or no i haven't been maybe like one or two rounds uh yeah. you know in the past couple months so it's been gotcha. we're, we've been busy at the field so no nah, it's well, been all right well good luck this year and Thank uh you. go get you some dinner i know it's about yep. that time it's the best part of spring training is you're able to eat dinner on a regular schedule every night you gotta yep. be up at yep. 5 30 the next morning but yep. uh early dinner appreciate early it man morning. it is good catching up Best of luck to you, Thank you. Big thank you to Michael Waka for joining us on the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast. Let me ask you this, because Waka certainly is a candidate for uh, kind of a sleeper guy to break out. Who's one guy in the American League East this year that you have this hunch he's going to have a breakout year and nobody's really talking about? I've been been talking about him for weeks, especially on this show, Mr. Bobby Bobby Dalbeck. Dude, I believe in them, dude. I just have a yeah. lot of conversations and we talk hitting and this and that. And I think it's, I mean, all right, so let's look at last year's numbers. He only played 23 games, 92 plate appearances. He had 263. I know no one likes batting average anymore, but his OPS was 959. That's pretty good. That's very good. Uh, eight homers, 16 RBIs. The glaring number is 39 strikeouts. He's almost a 40% strikeout rate, 10 walks. That's not going to do it. Um, but I think that buffs out. I think he buffs that out. Um, he looks really good this spring. He's being selective at the play. Now, it's been like four games. I get it. It's spring training. Pitchers are working on stuff. It's not the same competitive level. Um, but his swing path, his swing path plays. And I, I, I really believe in his approach and his swing. Um, just his general nature. He's super laid back and calm. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a natural third baseman. He's super athletic. He's moving to first as a third baseman. Me, who played a lot of first base, when I got to play first base, I always hit better because I was super relaxed on the defensive side of the ball. It's way less stressful. You just got to tackle the ball, like knock it down and flip it to the pitcher, catch mm-hmm. the ball from someone else. It's like a stress free game. So. 
not having to worry about, you know, having to dive for balls in the six hole or down the line and make a perfect throw 120 feet to first base. It, it sounds stupid, but that anxiety being gone for him, I think he has more focus at the plate and has more success and the power's there. We know that. So it's just the consistency and, and what I talked about with Bobby was he's got touch power. So just touch it. Like, you don't need to do too much. You don't need to hit the ball 500 feet. You just got to hit it like 410. Yeah, just so four. Just being consistent. And um, I think he not he could strike out 150 times and hit 40 homers. Like He really could do that. Um, like Mark Reynolds. But um, I, I think he's going to have a great year. If he hits 40 homers and strikeouts 150, 150 times, no one's going to complain because he hit 40 homers. He could so. strike out 200 plus and that'd be fine. Right. I think he's going to be fine. That's my breakout guy. Long, long, long story short, Bobby Dalback breaks out. I'm rolling with Clint Frazier. He's finally going to get an opportunity to play this year, I think. I know they still re-signed Brett Gardner, but all indications are he's going to get a chance to play finally. It's yeah. been a long time coming for Clint Frazier. And two, it, when people look at Clint Frazier, a lot of people are like, well, he really hasn't done it for a long term. But, dude, you look at his his analytics, too. I mean, his outfield jump was in the 67th percentile last year. So he's good in the field. And then you look at his bat, his hard hit percentage was in the 72nd percentile. Exit velocity, 61st percentile. His barrel percentage, 82nd percentile. He also had one of the highest walk percentages in baseball. Granted, limited opportunities because he really hasn't gotten his shot. But this guy, I mean, his analytics are through the roof, and he hasn't even really gotten an opportunity to play on a day-to-day basis. So Clint Frazier, especially in that lineup, going to get a lot of opportunities. If you're a fantasy guy, too, you got to like, like Clint Frazier. I like it mainly because there's so many weapons in the Yankees lineup. They're going to see Clint Frazier and be like, oh, we can take a deep breath here, and he's going to pop you. Yeah, he's got he's he's super athletic. You throw anything over the zone, he's gonna bop you. So, um, yeah, that's the issue is you're gonna get past Judge and Stan Lemayhew. My names go on and on, and then you're like, oh, Clint Frazier, finally, like I can get ahead of the fastball, wop, three run homer. Yep. Like, <laughs> yeah. What's interesting too with Frazier, and uh, I know we're running out of time here, but exit velocity, barrel percentage, hard hit percentage, sweet spot percentage, all went up last year. The only thing that yep. went down was uh, excuse me, launch angle. Interesting, and he had a good year. So it's you know yeah. kind of an interesting little twist. When your launch angle goes down, it's not always a bad thing because a lot of flyouts could be line drives, and that makes your launch angle go down. So um, that number isn't all telling like of your success because high launch angle could mean you're out too, and then a line drive is less launch. So who knows? You just have to look at the, the full picture, but I agree. I think he has a great year. Well, Will's got the Yankees. I have the Yankees. The only difference is I get the Blue Jays behind the Yankees. Brooksy has the Rays. Let's see what pans out in the American League East. But uh, we'll be kicking it with you guys next week, next Sunday again. Until then, you got Frank and the crew all week long with the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast. But until next Sunday, for Brooksy, for Danny, adios, people. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. 
Homes.com offers in-depth neighborhood guides with detailed video overviews, comprehensive narratives, and unbiased information from a multitude of sources. You thought we'd go in-depth with player analysis on Fantasy Baseball today? You haven't seen anything yet. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood complete with a video guide. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. When looking at local schools, they offer test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know, all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.